Hello and welcome to Tips VP episode 15th May 2020, a weekly show where we share tips and tricks on how to improve your social media. Tips VP is brought to you by Virtual Palace Marketing, humanizing your marketing experience. This week's weekly tipsy, how magazines can survive in a digital world. The era of printed magazines is over. Perhaps five years ago, this statement could have been disputed, but not anymore. Whatever few left who prefer turning physical pages of monthly issues only make up a very, very small minority. Even the ones who turn pages inside screens are few and far between. Advertisers gain more by spending less on social media than putting half a page spread on your magazines. Some magazines survived and thrived in a digital world, while many perish into oblivion. If magazine companies want to survive in a digital world, they need to look to successful ones, for example, uh, and what, how what they use and how they pivot into something else. So here are some, here are some uh, ideas that, that I compiled using uh, examples from existing magazines that were able to change from a physical to a digital format very successfully. Number one, drop the Emacs for websites. Okay, magazine and Emacs is still Max. It's the same. The way it is being consumed is still the, still the same. The only difference is one is a physical version and one is a digital version. So magazine, Emacs, still magazine, those have to go. E-magazines are a sad excuse for digitizing a media. It's just a processing process of converting your content into PDF and selling it at a, the same premium, right? What's worse is that people know you're already saving on printing and logistic costs and you are still charging the same price, which doesn't make sense. Nobody buys Emacs anymore. Instead, they search for articles online and read them for free on websites. Readers Digest, National Geographic and Outside Magazine, they're called Outside Online now, have all been able to successfully make this pivot. Publish articles, share them on social media, direct people into your website, better yet, make video versions of your articles, which we will discuss in detail later on. So how do we monetize websites? Some brands give some information, some content off away for, for free while keeping others behind paywalls. You can do that. Where, whereas others provide all their content for free in exchange for traffic, where they can use to make money from sponsored articles. Um, there are a lot that do that as well. I think Reader's Digest do this, uh, whereas National Geographic actually uh, hide some of the articles on paywalls, outside online, give them all out for free in exchange for sponsored content as well. Number two, social media is your magazine now. It has to be your primary platform, the primary one, not the by the way thing, right? Because a lot of old school magazine brands still treat it like a by the way platform where they focus on creating content for the magazine and then they put a little bit into social media to create a little bit of hype to get people to buy the magazine. It doesn't work that way anymore. Social media has to be your primary platform. And at this point of time, influencers are actually making northwards of $100,000 selling slots on your Instagram grids simply because they have the followers and their engagements. Imagine if magazines can do that because they have a lot of connection as well, right? Magazines can instead focus on creating posts specific to social media, leaving nothing back. So don't hold back, put everything in there as if that is the paid platform. You don't get money from the people who read it, but you get money from advertisers who will want the 
the engagement that you are gaining. Tech magazines and journals sites like Wired, TechCrunch, and The Verge have successfully transformed into an online journalistic uh, journalist site as well. Especially Wired. Wired used to have magazines, right? And now they are very, very, uh, they're doing very well on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. That is something that a lot of traditional magazines need to push towards. Not tomorrow, not today, but yesterday. So their social media does not try to show a little bit of news while locking the rest behind a paywall. They really give it out straight up. How to monetize this? Uh, when you treat your social media platform as a primary content hub, your audience will come for good content. They don't come for half of the content while needing to buy a magazine to get the full, uh, full picture of it. And with high follower numbers and engagement rate, you can sell post slots to brands. Uh, you can also run articles, specific articles, whether it's video or, or, or written that talks about certain products by certain brands. Fashion magazines can do this well with Instagram as they are very visual heavy media. Instead of sharing photos you took for magazines, treat Instagram like your magazine. Shoot for Instagram. Shoot videos and narrate the copy instead of just writing them down. You will be seen as the place to obtain good fashion content. And when people come to you for good fashion content, fashion brands would want to be there to be good fashion content. You see where it comes to? Number three, write less, video and audio more. Because that's how people consume content these days. Granted, there are things that are better experienced through words, like how Reader's Digest uh, is very, very good at written formats and people go there to get lost in the words and how it's crafted and the imagination that, that comes with it. But for everyone else, videos and audio work a lot better. Keep the written formats for SEO, uh, but spend on video and audio episodes to reach human beings. So you still need to have the written format because SEO right now uh, still works best with written format. Uh, the audio and the video format is coming out by Google, but it will be a few years before they can really be very good at it. Whereas the written format, they're very good at that in a point where if you can build a written format, you can build your organic SEO very well. Cut the clips into bite-sized chunks for social media and direct them to YouTube for the full version. You don't have to worry about um, the dilution and the fragmentation of your engagement because um, a, a lot of brands, they don't expect you to, to, to bring everyone into one social media platform. So it's an omni-channel approach whereby when you go out and pitch to your client, on your social media to get them uh, on your social media engagement to get them to to sponsor and to to run ads you can actually pitch them on the omni-channel approach and you can run it on the omni-channel approach which means that it's like collectively everybody all followers all engagement across all social media platforms so you can also start uh weekly podcast to share industry updates or thoughts on certain news podcast is something that does also very well because uh, traditionally, when people do a lot of telecommunicate, telecommunicating, telecommun, no, uh, a lot of uh, traveling. Let's use smaller words. Uh, if people do a lot of traveling and um, they, you know, let's say when they drive or they are at, uh, they're in the train, they don't do a lot of video watching, so they prefer to just you know plug in their their earphones and listen to uh, whatever that's going on. It can be news, it can be your podcast. How do you monetize that? As videos and audio media company, um, as, as, as a video and 
audio media company now because when you're creating audio and video, you be, you essentially become a video and audio media company. You'll be able to pitch for ad slots once your content gains viewership. It's actually pretty straightforward. Uh, it's very traditional. A lot of um, radios have been doing that. Uh, uh, TV channels have, have also been doing that as well. Or you can also uh, set up a Patreon account where uh, people would pay money, donate money to subscribe to a certain thing where you uh, put it behind a paywall or you can just um, give it out for free and get people to donate to you as and when they want. There are people who have done that successfully as well. It really depends on what kind of um, magazine that you're coming from and how is your audience like and whether or not they will do it. Number four, the most traditional, but also very, very, uh, very effective, which is to run events. It isn't applicable probably for the rest of 2020, maybe first quarter of 2021, but we put a pin on that and we come back to it when the time allows us to do it. Events is very, very, um, it's a very good money-making uh, uh, avenue. If you want to run virtual events, check out my video and or audio uh, from last week where I talk about the kind of events that you can actually run. And uh, what actually two weeks ago, um, Tipsy Review two weeks ago, talks about the few events that you can actually run virtually while you cannot do it uh, physically. So events are a good way to make a lot of money, generate a lot of uh, pre, during, and post-event content. Event is very straightforward. How you monetize is very straightforward as well. Um, you do sponsorship, you sell ads lots on your backdrops and you actually sell tables as well. You can even go to the extent of selling ad slots for videos and audios content during your pre-event because, because you're already a media company and you already have all you have you, you already have all these social media avenues where you you have the attention of everybody. Whatever whenever you put a slot in that has something to do with the event, then you can actually say that 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 sponsorship or that advertisement comes from the event instead of from anywhere else. All right, so let's uh, sum up this week's Weekly Tipsy. How magazines can survive in a digital world. Number one, drop Emacs for websites. Number two, social media is your magazine now. It's not a by-the-way thing. It is the thing. Number three, write less audio and video more because people read less now and they do more audio and video consumption but SEO still reads. And number four, run events. Right, so that's all for this week's Tipsy VP. Tipsy VP Podcast is part of Social Media Weekly and it's available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. This is Tipsy VP, episode 15 May 2020. My name is Sean. Stay safe. Au revoir.